Hi, so I'm gonna preface this with saying I do not own the rights to this music. This music belongs to Drake. This is his new album. And honestly, I just wanna vibe out. I just wanna do a podcast in a setting that feels like a party. So come join the party. Come be in the vibes with me. Take a drink, take a shot, smoke some weed. Do whatever you gotta do. Sit down, stand up, start dancing. Just make yourself feel good, feel comfortable. Because I want this to be an open dialogue. And I believe that the best conversations really happen when you're at a party. You know, when you're fucked up or when you're high or not even have to be under the influence. But do you ever have those moments where you really, really connect with someone and click with someone at a party setting and you talk about the most deepest shit that ever has existed on this planet? And you just walk away from that conversation and that night feeling amazing, feeling like you just really connected and soul bonded with someone? Do you all know what I'm talking about? Well, that's what we're about to do right now. And if that hasn't happened, well, it's about to happen right now. (laughs) So I was having this discussion earlier about how with my friend and we were kind of discussing about how he was expressing to me how dating has been rough because he feels like the women that he's been attracting are emotionally unavailable and they say they want one thing they say they want a good guy they say they want someone that's committed and when he does those things they just don't feel it anymore and i was like well you know what i think it is is that a lot of us have been raised with neglect a lot of us have been raised to tolerate abuse and when we're not receiving abuse or when we're not receiving that dopamine hit of abuse that's associated with pain equals pleasure we automatically think that it's not love we automatically go to the feeling of well it's just not right i'm just not connecting and i really have this feeling and i want to like preface this as well with saying everything that i'm saying is strictly an opinion everything that i'm preaching everything that i'm kind of ranting about in this setting is strictly my perspective coming from my experiences and the research that i've done and that has helped me cultivated this perspective and this looking glass onto the world so this is not something that may be applicable to everyone but there are studies that say when you grow up with abuse your brain chemically is hardwired to associate pain abuse with love and why is that well The person, your caretaker, your mother, your father, whoever it was that took care of you, if they were abusive towards you, whether that be emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever the case may be, they're your first exposure to love. There, when you're growing up and when you're a child, your caregiver, your parent, is the first thing that you associate with unconditional love. And so if that person neglects you and really starts to abuse you, your brain starts to chemically hardwire itself to think that that person abusing you is love. 
you associate feelings of love and the pain it got it all gets hard hardwired in your brain as the same thing if that makes sense your neurotransmitters are craving pathways that says hey my caretaker that person that i love is abusive towards me but they love me and so what happens is when we have that experience growing up in an abusive home whether that like i said whether that be emotionally physically verbally whatever instance it is and and i also want to say microaggression as well can really put a really huge dent in us and it's still abuse even if it's microaggressive even if it's passive aggressiveness those things are still forms of abuse and i think they're a little bit more detrimental and a little bit more hurtful because they slid so well under our radar it's like passive aggressiveness doesn't even it doesn't even come up on our radar it seeps beneath that radar and it really leaves a long lasting effect in our brains and our bodies and our subconscious and all of these things and there's something that is called ctp ptsd um and it's a very interesting conversation and a very interesting topic because there's this therapist that i follow on instagram and she has a book out and i was reading about it and she also has you know um an instagram that kind of caters to healing from narcissistic abuse healing from um just an abusive parent you know whether that be a parent that was verbally physically or emotionally abusive but she goes on to say that we can actually have ptsd from these traumatizing instances from when we're a kid and her name is dr ingrid clayton she's a psychologist and author and she kind of you know focuses on narcissistic abuse and complex trauma so she was having a podcast and she kind of had an open discussion and a dialogue to say that when you go through this abuse from childhood into adulthood our body is chemically hardwired to be programmed to have this PTSD so for example when you're in an environment and someone speaks to you a certain way or someone raises their hand and you flinch or there's a trigger word or there's a response in your body that goes back into that phase and that space when you were a kid so it would cause you to have the same visceral of reaction as if it's happening within that same time period cuz your body doesn't really differentiate when it's dreaming and having a memory it experiences and it registers as if it's happening now so people who have narcissistic abuse not necessarily physical abuse but it also is applicable to physical abuse but people who suffer from this have something what she calls CTPTSD if i'm if i'm not mistaken i think it's C PTSD. There you go. So she goes on to just kind of say like our body remembers that emotional abuse and it comes out and it can be triggered in any instances within partnerships, within friendships, within working relationships, within any facet or area in our lives. And this circle back this circles back to what i believe is the case for a lot of people which is we have been programmed subconsciously through our parents through social media 
And, you know, for those of us who were born in a time period where social media wasn't necessarily present in our lives and it still was emerging, these things still have such a weight and effect on us. And a lot of us have been programmed to tolerate abuse in the micro and and in the macro. So when we grow up and when we're in these relationships, a lot of us don't realize, but we're attracting and we associate these traumatizing partners, these abusive partners with love. If I'm not getting that up and down feeling, it's not love. If I'm not getting my, if my intuition, if my radar, if my servo mechanism within my body is not telling me, basically alerting me, it's sending red flags, it's sending like this fight or flight mode. If that feeling, because that's what you were feeling when you were a kid, but you associated that with love, right? If you're not feeling that jolt, if you're not feeling those butterflies, those nervousness, that PTSD within your body, you don't feel like you can love that person. You don't feel an instant connection. You don't feel like bonded within them. And I'm speaking about this like on a very, very like deep level. Sometimes these things can be super deep embedded in our subconscious and we don't even realize until we start to nitpick and take apart and realize the root of the of the of the reasoning. But I really believe that a lot of us are, once again, programmed to tolerate abuse. And so a lot of us say, like, we want a partner that treats us with respect. We want a partner that does all these things. And yet when we get a partner that gives us all these things, we feel like there's no chemistry there. We feel like there's a disconnect. And I really believe that disconnect is just the trauma You're not feeling your red flags falling and going off in your body. You're not feeling that pain that because it's an addiction. Our body and our brain has been chemically hardwired to associate pain and abuse and all of these things with love. And so when our brain is not getting that dopamine hit, when that 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 chemical, you know, reaction we register that with lack of chemistry with lack of connection with lack of spark when in reality what we need to do is reprogram and rehardwire our brain to reassociate what love is properly and healthily which is love is respect love is boundaries love is communication love is unconditional love is soft patient kind you know, love is something very soft and very beautiful. And it's like the most beautiful experience that one can ever have. And that doesn't include pain. Love is not painful. Love is not supposed to be painful. Love is not supposed to be this roller coaster ride of up and downs and unknowns and, you know, anxieties and all of those things. And I think a lot of us have to just reprogram our minds and take the time to stay in solitude to really reflect on our childhood and perhaps reflect on, okay, so what does my brain chemically associate the feeling of love with? What was my first exposure to love? 
what was my behavioral patterns that I've adopted from my parents? What was the behavioral patterns of my parents that they've implemented and that they showcase not only with me and their relationship, but their relationship with them with each other? And if your parent was a single parent, their relationship with every lover, partner, relationship, friendship, or or any encounter, what was that exposure and what was that association with love? And I think it's just really interesting that we live in a time such as the one we, we are now because a lot of us are programmed to tolerate abuse. And I think that we often think abuse has to come in this very like violent form. But abuse can oftentimes and is oftentimes masked and hidden in passive aggressiveness. It's the little tiny things that affect us because our brain doesn't associate it with anything negative. It flies completely under our radar. And that's so dangerous. And so I just want you all to kind of think about that, to think about what your first exposure to love was. Was it a positive thing? Was it a negative thing? And what were the associations that your parentals ingrained in you? How was your relationship if you grew up with two parents? How was their relationship with one another? And do your relationships reflect that? And if you had a single parent, How was your single parent associating love with themselves and with the people around them and in any relationships that they brought into the household? And do you reflect that same behavioral pattern within yourself and within your parents? I mean, and within your relationships, excuse me. So just think about those questions and see if it resonates with you. If it doesn't and you grew up in a beautiful household with incredible parents, then, you know, I would still look into it and and see how that affected you in a positive way. You know, write down those positive qualities and those positive experiences that you've had in loving relationships with your parents and with your caregivers. Write those positive experiences down and see how you can incorporate those positive experiences not only within yourself but within the relationships that you have outside of yourself i absolutely love this album it's just been bumping on my playlist for the past two weeks i would say (laughs) but yeah i i want y'all to vibe i want you to feel good i hope i'm making sense i just find it so interesting that a lot of us are in dysfunctional relationships and i think the just the most dysfunctional relationships a lot of people are are within the ones are the ones within themselves how can we love ourselves more how can we shift our need for love and want for love with 
having that association and pulling that thing, that love, and pouring it into ourselves, if that makes sense. I just think a lot of us have to like learn to love ourselves and get rid of this illusion and this concept that love and a partner is supposed to complete you and make you happy. You are a whole person. You're not half of something. I don't give a fuck about if you have a twin flame, if you have a soulmate, like fuck all of that shit. I don't give a fuck. Twin flame, these motherfucking nuts. If that twin flame, if that soulmate is not treating you with the proper respect, I don't care what you what you've been told and what you've been taught that is not a positive experience that's not something that you're supposed to be going through you're not supposed to be in confusion in this gray space and in this delusion of love love is something that is concrete and it's something that is soft and gentle and beautiful and it's the most incredible gift that god has given us I have no idea what's like happening outside, but it sounds like fireworks and gunshots. You know, LA vibes. Is it a gunshot? Is it a firework? Is it both? <laughs> um Yeah. I personally have noticed I think I've come to this huge realization in my life. I don't even know if it's like a huge realization because it's something that I've always known and I've always kind of told people about. But I think I finally started verbalizing what I've been feeling my whole life. And I truly believe that people are just meant to be experienced you know i don't really believe in i don't know i don't really believe in this ideology that it's like one person is supposed to complete you one person is this person that's like you're everything i do believe that there are people on this planet that are true soulmates and that they're so destined to be within our paths that no matter what we do no matter how far we run no matter what goes on that person will always cross our path But I don't have this feeling of like, there, I don't know, there's like 8 point, what, like 8.9 billion people on this earth. And I feel like people get so attached to people so much that they don't realize that what you see in that person is really just a reflection of the love that you've been pouring into them it's a reflection of you it's all the best parts of you and i think people like don't realize like the energy you give to someone the energy that you're 
pouring into someone is really what you love, is really what you're in love with. Because each relationship we have is really just a reflection of the parts of us and vice versa. But to be attached to something and someone to the point where you're willing to tolerate abuse is completely delusional. It's completely abusive to yourself. And it's such a dishonor and a disservice, not only to you, but to your ancestors, to your lineage, to your higher self, to your heart, to God. I really believe that when you finish an experience with someone, just release it and let it go. You know why? Because God is always going to place something better in front of you. And in my experience, that has always been the case. No matter how much I love this person or I cared about this person or I connected with this person, I always had a sense of, well, I know that there's another experience to be had with someone else something that may fit my frequency and fit and and be a better alignment because we're changing beings we're ever changing and you should change and you should want to change and if you really connect with someone that is able to evolve with you and relearn you at every stage that you evolve in That is something completely beautiful and it's an anomaly. But for the vast majority of the population, I really think that we all need to just let go of this ownership. Ownership over people, of their feelings, and we kind of want to lockbox them and keep them stagnant in this space and time forever when that's not the reality of life life is ever changing ever flowing and the only thing that's constant is change and i think that life is so beautiful and there's so many people here ready to love you in the way that you deserve there's so many beautiful blessings out here in abundance and there's men there's women out here that are truly truly divinely aligned for you but they're not something for you to keep something for you to hold on to and cling on to there's something to experience and whether that experience lasts a lifetime or five months or five days it's still just an experience Love and romantic love is just one beautiful part of life. There are so many other things that are beautiful in life, like your friendships, your career, your community, giving back to the world, finding hobbies that you love, finding things that just please you and pleasure you and bring you joy like what are those things that you can do by yourself for yourself that really fulfill you and really fill your cup and overrunneth it (laughs) there's so many beautiful things about life and i think that 
we as a people should find a multitude of things that really pour into us and and give us life because we are multi-dimensional beings we're not supposed to just be getting our cup filled by romantic love it's supposed to be just one aspect of this beautiful journey and such a sacred and special journey that we have how blessed are we to be experiencing life to be here to be feeling to be having the ups and the downs because your lowest moments are really just moments for you to grow and without low moments you wouldn't be able to appreciate the highs of life you wouldn't be able to really truly grasp the appreciation and the adoration of those incredible moments when you have them And even within myself, I've becoming, I've become to, I've, I've come to the realization that my relationship with myself is the most important one. That it doesn't matter who comes into my life and who goes. Because I love me and I care about me. And I have all these other things and hobbies and friends and communities and charities that I pour into and that pour into me and vice versa. I really think that we're just here to experience a blissful life adventures and really create a beautiful journey and a beautiful dream life that we've always wanted there's no limit and I think it really ties into like how we were brought up and how our society has conditioned us condition us to think small to feel guilty to feel incomplete to crave love to crave all these things outside of us But in reality, everything comes from within us. And the more you can love yourself and have that fountain of love recycling within you, you will never feel lack. You will never feel incomplete. It's like the river will always constantly be replenishing itself with your love. I don't even know why that song just popped up i love how this guy on youtube put like drake's whole entire album and then in the half halfway through the album he just tosses in his own like self-promo video i mean you can't knock the hustle baby you gotta give it to him you gotta give it to the marketing king you know what i mean <laughs> But it, I was like having this conversation as well about when is the last time that you've been in love? When is the last time that you've been in love? And how did that affect you? And how did that change you? 
the last time I've been in love was five years ago. And it's so interesting to me because, you know, my friend asked me, why has it been so long? Like, why has, like, it must be really hard to get to your heart. And I was like, you know what? I don't think it's hard to get into my heart because I truly love everyone. I feel like everyone is just a reflection of me. Good, evil, whatever you are, we're all one being. We're all essentially source and creation and light and love and darkness. We're, we're all of it, right? The universe is multifaceted and many things exist on the same plane of reality you know it's not one or the other it's both it's a balance it's the infinity sign so for me i love everyone but for me to be in love is a whole different story And I really was thinking about like, why has it been so long in the five years that I haven't connected and I haven't fallen in love with someone. And I really am starting to like, I'm in this process of like trying to understand that. Like why in these five years have I not fallen in love with someone? And I think a part of it was for a long time, I had my heart in a time capsule. Because I have had such a beautiful experience in my relationship. I've only been in one relationship and it was so beautiful. And it was so dreamlike and romantic. It was a fairy tale that I almost felt like I didn't need. I don't need another love like that I already had it so I could so what was going on is I felt like I could put aside my heart and just completely focus on my career and completely throw and immerse myself with my dreams becoming a reality and doing all of those things really was like a love story you know creating this reality this life that i currently am living is really a dream come true i'm doing what i love i'm in the profession that i love and i'm really grateful that every morning i get to do what i love to do and and have a sustainable lifestyle and sustainable income all of these things doing what i love and for me i feel like i've been in love with my passions and i think that that takes up so much space in my life i get so much pleasure and love and like my dopamine keeps going off every time I record music every time I do something that I love to do and that 
comes in different forms. It's mainly music. It's mainly writing music, recording music, producing music. But it also comes in things like painting and creating clothes and connecting with friends and doing all these various hobbies and activities that just kind of feel like they're pouring from my heart. And in those practices, I really feel like I'm in love. My brain is like dropping the chemical of love that dopamine hit is like present and active and I feel like that's a a big part of why I haven't really connected and fallen in love with someone and then the other half of it was the emotional emotional unavailability I have been emotionally unavailable in these past couple of years because One, I was pursuing my career and I didn't want to get distracted. And two, intimacy has been a struggle for me. You know, there's such a disconnect sometimes with me when I'm in a partnership or when I'm getting to know know someone because I feel... I can't really let a certain part of me go like I did when I was in love. It's like, I just didn't want to. And I think for the first time in like the past five years, I recently opened that door, unlocked that door, unfroze my heart and started to really open and allow myself to be vulnerable, allow myself to be intimate with these people that I'm connecting with, whether it's romantic or platonic. And I'll give you an example. In my friendships, I'm friends with a lot of exotic people. A lot of people that, my friends are very, very peculiar friends. They're incredible, they're hardworking, they're entrepreneurs, they're spiritual, they're people and beings that reflect the God and goddess within myself. They're they're beings of light. You know, they're very powerful, magnanimous, incredible humans that I love so much, but I started to realize that I was neglecting the humanness of what it means to be alive. I was neglecting my humanity. Like, I expected myself to always be positive, to always be loved, to always fulfill and move on and 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 move forward and allow things to not only flow through me but not phase me and just keep it pushing and keep it moving. And I I had this realization like a couple weeks ago that I really have to marry my humanness within myself because I was neglecting it. Like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel down. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to be financially in a fucked up position. It's all okay because 
life is like an ocean it's waves you know there's going to be times where you're abundant and then there's going to be times when you're not abundant there's going to be times when you're happy times when you're sad times when you're miserable times when you're positive like life is a current and a stream and a river that's ever flowing there's an ebb and flow and i feel like a lot of us neglect our human qualities we want to be robotic we want to always have our feelings in check and you know we want to neglect the fact that we have feelings for people the fact that we love people like no i love you i care about you or this is hurting me this is affecting me this is changing my principles this is changing my viewpoint and perspective on you this is hurting me this is making me sad like i really feel like honoring our emotions and honoring our humanity is like one of the best things that we should do and we can do in a society and within ourselves and within our communities within our friend groups within our circle i think we need to like allow people to be human more often than not we're not robots we're meant for connection. We're meant to be in communities. We're meant to have each other's backs. We're meant to connect with not only ourselves but the people around us. We are really built for connection, and that's not just strictly romantic. We're built for every type of connection. And I feel like this society wants to lobotomize us to the point where we're so robotic and we're so disconnected from emotions, from human interaction, from human emotions that when it does happen, it's almost like you're scrutinized for it. You're 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 looked at as weird for having emo- an emotion. You're looked at you're almost punished for loving someone or liking someone or having this emotion or having this reaction or opinion etc etc and i think that the best thing you can do for yourself is be human allow human your humanity to flow through you Stop rejecting your feelings and your emotions. Honor them. Thank them. Don't live in them too long. But give them the necessary attention and fluidity that they need so that they flow through you and they integrate with you and they teach you something. But they don't cause stagnation. They don't cause you to stay in that one emotion it's like the a a balance that we all have to master is saying yeah i'm hurt by this but i don't allow myself to live in this hurt for too long i honor this pain and i'm expressing it i'm being vulnerable and i'm showing my humanness you're not a robot your feelings are valid Your thoughts are valid. Your voice is valid. So, I feel like that's all I had to say today. I hope you enjoy this podcast. 
I just want you to know that you are so loved. You are cared about. You matter. You're important, not only to me, but to this universe, to God, to yourself. And look into the questions that I had asked you earlier, which are, what was your first exposure to love? And I want you to write down and map out the correlation between the love you were given from your caregivers and the love that you give in your relationships and how those relationships may or may not reflect that relationship with your caregiver, your parent, your mom or your dad. Really find the connection. And then look within yourself and see if you reflect that same exposure and experience to love, if you reflect that love and that experience within yourself in the relationship with yourself. How do you talk to yourself? How do you think about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Write all of it down. And also write down the relationship you had with your caregivers and see how those two things correlate. And go from there. I think it's an interesting pathway to kind of look into and see if you can perhaps heal some part of you, some wound that is holding you back from completely having the life that you deserve, the love that you deserve. And remember, we are here to just experience things. The only thing that you're taking when you leave this earth is your soul. No matter how connected you are with a person, you're not going to the afterworld. You're not going and returning to wherever you're from, wherever the next phase is after this life with that person. They may travel with you, but they're not you. The only thing you leave with is your soul and your experience. Everything else is just a cherry on top. So remember, if no one told you today, I love you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the vibes. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.